Yo. Yo. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. We're back, people. We are back in the building with our holsters filled with uh, all types of ammunition. I'm Michael Morgan, and she is G, and he is Chisanga Balata. No Kairos this week. He's got other shit to do. But without further ado, I will ask you guys, how have you been? How the devil have you been? We've not actually sat down properly as a foursome after the first birthday party and I wanted to include you on the birthday party celebrations um, Chisanga just to say it's been a hell of a ride so far and it's going to continue and continue and continue thank you so much for bringing everything uh, that you have straight no chaser every single week and um, this podcast is such a unique experience and you guys make it fun thank you Oh man, shit! You gonna make me fucking cry. <laughs> no, I've been all serious. It's uh, it's it's been a pleasure every every Tuesday and uh, or or Wednesday night to uh, to ch- to chop it up with you guys. Obviously, we chat every day in, uh, in in group chat, but it's good to see you in person and and chop it up about everything that's going on in the in the world of mixed martial arts and outside of it as well. So it's good, and I think I think it, it was kind of it just everything just fell into place really because um i remember we were coming back from bellator london mike yeah we were coming back from bellator london i think that was in october 2019 and we were talking about we were talking about doing it and obviously you and g had hooked up by that time and then just by chance the following month when i'm queuing up to go into the ufc 244 media day who rocks up next to me g and then literally we just you know when you just vibe with someone like instantly it was literally just instant like that and I as agree. they say, as they say, the rest is history, right? That's correct. That's correct. Indeed. It was meant to happen, y'all. Met up exactly. with Chisanga. First I met Mike, and then somehow we got Cairo's crazy ass in the mix. So <laughs> I think I think it works out well. Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, we have got a lot to crack on with, so I'm going to step up first to the plate. What I'm bringing to the table this week is code switching. Code switching was actually prompted by a post from G. A couple of days ago, G posted Uh-oh. a tweet which said, what is the weirdest thing someone has ever said to you on this app? And uh, yours was, uh, are you mulatto? <laughs> now, what a weird thing, but yes, scratched my head. When I read that, I was like, wow. Somebody straight up said that. Um, dead ass. Yeah. Somebody asked me that. They said my skin was so smooth and they wanted to know if I was mulatto because of it. <laughs> that is so weird, but it made me kind of like instantly draw for um, what was a screen cap from a few years ago. And it's the weirdest thing I've ever been uh, sent as, as a tweet on this 
Bird app. And it was UFC judge, UFC judge Ben Cartledge calling me out for code switching. That has to Ooh. be weirdest microaggressive semi-racist, way out of left field comment I've ever received. Now, I posted what he put up. Now, this was in response to a tweet which I had actually posted. Now, bearing in mind, Ben Cartledge, UFC judge Ben Cartledge, wasn't even following me at the time. Uh, my mm. one-word tweet was Bomboclart. Now, to that, yeah. to that, Ben Cartledge swiftly responded, you talk like Bob Marley on Twitter and Jeffrey from Fresh Prince in real life. Now, I mention all of that to say- Oh my God. I found that hella disrespectful. Yeah. And it grated hard on me because this is off the back of various interactions with this man online where he basically, and remember this guy, we are not friends. I don't know him like that. But every single time he'd chirp up, it would be something derogatory, something needling. So to receive this was a little bit baffling. And like I keep underlining, Ben Cartledge is not my friend. I found this tweet, as I say, at the time, and I think even on reflection now, just weird, fucking weird. Now, <laughs> the way that I look at it, I put this on the timeline and instantly people were saying, that is racist. This guy, Ben Cartledge, how could he even think to tweet that? Why would that actually even crop up in your mentions? Why would you even think that was palatable? And people were going off and going in in the mentions. Mm -hmm. I raised that tweet, not because I think that Ben Cartledge is a douche at all, a shitbag, not because of any of that, it's because it made me think about code switching in MMA. And like I said, we had a, a lot of kind of traction in terms of like people putting and um, I suppose pitching their views on it. And it, this is one view which actually came through, uh, through audio, which kind of like stuck with me. And it's uh, from Jaffa Cake Oliver. Then there's Carth Kick, AKA Jaffa Cake Oliver, and it's code switching. Um, Tends to be seeing a lot of notice of code switching working in education. Uh, we have the higher ups tend to be white, the middle staff and the lower staff tend to be black, working in an all black school. It comes as no surprise when you get the young people, the students, tend to have to switch up how they speak as to fear not to be chastised and stigmatized for things that would be inherently <coughs> outside or within their house as to not appear unprofessional. Staff go through the same thing. And you also notice that with the with parents as well, having to come in for meetings, having to change the way they speak because it's the fear not to look aggressive or uh, unprofessional, even though they're just coming in for the means of their care for their child. And you see the quite dynamics of us having to switch very quickly how we speak, um, depending on who we're talking to as to, and we do it effortlessly at this point. Now, for me, that's a really good way of actually describing the nuances in terms of code switching, what it means for us Brits, because in short, it's us having to, or having the ability to switch from the language or the code in which we actually um, communicate in our homes with our families. Obviously I'm coming from a Caribbean background, my, 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 uh, my upbringing, my heritage is Jamaican. So a lot of that will actually come into the timeline, but I suppose, 
in short, white people don't get it. They don't see why it is that on one tweet you are saying in in the, the God-spoken Queen's English and another tweet you're uttering, you know, the bomber clarts and whatnot. And for me, it made me ask the question, it's 2021. A, should we have to be explaining code switching to the likes of Ben Cartledge? And I suppose B, is it time that we stop code switching and just embrace the way that we are? Because the way that I look at it is there's a reason why I switch from Patwa to English, because if I'm around my friends, yes, it does actually dip in. I'm not Jamaican, but that's my heritage and I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately I'm communicating in the way in which I suppose the majority of people understand. So that's my question to you. Is it time to stop the code switching in MMA and just embrace how we are culturally from a Caribbean perspective? Or shall we just keep on switching? Um, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm kind of torn. You, you, like, you, do, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, as you said, we've been code switching our whole entire lives. It's just, it's just the way that the way that the world is. I remember from a young age, my parents would be like, well, you can't necessarily speak how you would speak in our house or, or with your friends when you're like, when you're at school or when you're uh, applying for jobs or, or, or what have you. And you just have to be careful of what you put out into, um, into the social media world, which you do have to be, be a, anyway. But but I like I have no issue with code switching, and I think I I I I actually enjoy it. If you know what I mean, to a, to a, to a certain extent, I enjoy being able to to go from the Queen's English to going and speaking the like almost no, it's, it's I wouldn't say it's broken English or, or, or what have you, but the mix of uh, Bemba, which is my parents' language, and English in that vernacular. I I enjoy I enjoy going 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 between the two, and it kind of makes. The interactions that I have with, say, other Zambians online or whatever, a bit more personal, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But going back to what Ben Cartledge sent uh, to you, I didn't. I, I thought that was a, a fresh tweet that you sent. So, like, I typed in his name and I typed in the exact same thing to try see it, but I didn't realize it was receipt. And I think just, um, I, 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 I think white people in general just don't get it because obviously they, they just come from the, well, unless you're say. Italian or Spanish or, or, or Italian or Spanish descent or whatever you and you and you switch between the the, the two languages or, or, or what have you but the majority don't get why occasionally I'll tweet Russ even though I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm African but that's a that's Afro-Caribbean word and mm. then on my on my longer more informative tweets or whatever or tweets uh, regarding work that I just use the Queen's English I mean it's I, I I'd say I'd say maybe 30 percent of people people get it and the, the yeah I've, like you said i've, I've had it beforehand at, 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 at school like back back in the day you'd be like oh why are you speaking like a coconut when the, when the teacher's there that was a <laughs> term that was a that was a term used if you if you spoke normally back in back in the day and i think it, it must mm. be to, to to a certain extent and before like it used to it used to get me down but then i just thought no i'm like there's nothing wrong with me being educated and having the vernacular and uh, and the uh, the lexicon that I do and, and what have you, so that's that's not an, that that's something I shouldn't learn but worry about. But as as it pertains to code switching in, in MMA, 
do you know what i think just mix up mix it up all the way like be proud of your heritage and yeah. don't and, and like yeah i either like yes but mix it up or or go all out i i've i don't think we should we should stop as a as as, as a whole do you know what i mean it's yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize that tweet. Uh, yeah, Ben Carlage. Well, well, fuck him. By the way, I mean that's the biggest. It's, it's no. Well, uh, I, I, I've never had any interaction with him or, or, or what have you. But he knew exactly what he was what he was implying. He was basically essentially saying, "Oh, he was essentially saying, oh, you're a coconut,' pretty much into w- words to those effects." By by what you're saying, you I'm actually even I, broken it down to its finest component. Oh, I just thought it was just a cunty tweet. And yeah. Well, let's let's go back to the word coconut real quick. What exactly does that mean? In case like some viewers don't know, because in the U.S. that is slang for um, West Indian folks. You oh, are okay, so. on the outside and white on the inside. So that's where the code switching. Why are you being a coconut comes from? Right, because when Chisanga said it, I was like, "Well, what's the problem here in 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 New York? We coconuts, like you know, me and you would be coconuts, right?" Like, and I don't really get offended when someone finds out I'm Haitian American and they're like, "Oh, you a coconut?" I'd be like, "Yeah, true." So when you said it in that way, I was like, went right over my head." But coconut basically in the UK means um, you're white on the inside, so basically you're like a black white person. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Ben. <laughs> oh, oh listen, look who's appeared. Look who's shot up. Car, in the flesh. Priorities. What are we talking about? Code switching. Is it okay <laughs> to code switch in MMA? I basically gave a recap of what Ben said. I mean, you saw the tweet, the stinky tweet, the shitty tweet from Ben yeah. Carter. Now, albeit that it was um, a few years back, but I was reminded of it by a tweet which um, G actually put up, and it was along the lines of, you know, what's the weirdest thing that anybody has ever said on this app to you? And that was the weirdest thing that anybody has ever said on this app to me. Basically, just to recap, Ben said to me, you talk like Bob Marley on Twitter and Jeffrey from Fresh Prince in real life. Now, just to, just to quickly just recap, um, we were talking about whether we should be embracing our Caribbean or um, roots, wherever we're from, and integrating into the popular vernacular. Or should we just, uh, you know, should we just um, Jeffrey it up in uh, Ben Cartledge's uh, vernacular? Um, can I hop in this real quick, yep. Mike? Um, I think for MMA, I don't think it's necessary to code switch because it's mixed martial arts. I'm, you know what I mean? Like we're having fun here on this app. We're having fun with the fight. And I know for myself that I do not code switch on my Twitter page or anything like that. I'm just myself 100%. But I will say that I code switch you know, a lot in my personal life and in my professional life. So I think that's necessary. But Mike, I don't think it's necessary anymore to kind of teach, give anyone a teachable moment about code switching. If white people don't know why we code switch, you're fucking dumb. And you're, and, 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 and then on top of that, I think you're very ignorant. If you, if you don't know why black people code switch on any platform, whether it's yeah. MMA, at work, at school, then you really, really, really need to educate yourself. If it's 2021, no one should be like, whoa, you sound funny to a black person when they turn it on and off. So for Ben to even say that just goes to show you how ignorant he is and how 
much of an education he needs. I don't care who he is, judge, father, husband. It just sounds like you don't know what's going on in this world, especially when it comes to black people. Does but UFC, I, I'll never change. I'm not cold switching for shit. Does UFC Ben Cartledge or UFC judge Ben Cartledge get a pass because it was 2019? Is there a cutoff date to being a semi-racist country? No. This ain't seventeen seventy six, man. Fucking like what? Right. <laughs> it's, 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 he's in the twenty. He's in the twenty first century. As I said, it was a microaggression. He knew exactly what he was it, like. What he was inferring by that. So, I mean, yeah, f- fuck him for it. And like you, you would, you would, you would hope that maybe that he no longer holds those micro. Well, nobody puts out those microaggressions and and is subsequently learned why people code switch. And even like, even as I said beforehand, um, like uh, white Europeans who you have over here who are say descendants of uh, Spanish or Italians, they code switch between their language and, and English as well. And they um, yeah, so yeah, you would you would hope that he'd he'd understand why that, that's the case. But if not, and he continues to want to hold those views, I mean, fuck him. That's that that's you're entitled to be that way, but you and have that opinion, but you're a douche. What say you, Cyrus? I agree with like 99.9% of what you all are saying, but I do at the same time think that not think I myself code switch whenever white people are involved in any way, shape or form. Like <laughs> me personally, I will say the N word a lot, but I make sure that I'm never going to say it with white ears falling apart. Or I try. Never. I try. I know yeah. I fucked up. Never. Yeah, exactly. I fucked up a few times, but it's like I can count them on one hand. Me too. But that's yeah. the only thing I disagree sure. about. Like I will I will I will perpetually code switch any anytime white people are involved. Yeah, that's I think good, that's a good answer too, because when it comes to the N-word, oh I definitely code switch. It's why I don't <laughs> use that. It's why I don't use that word in general. It's for so that white people don't use it. I don't care when <laughs> black people use it, to be honest with you. It, it sounds a bit more natural anyway. But I don't use it so that white people don't say it, so that I don't have to go to jail when you say it in my presence. And then, you know, we come to blows. So I don't say it at all. And I guess I do code switch with MMA because I don't use the N-word ever. Yeah. in my tweets or you know when i'm podcasting so maybe i am code switching for mma going back to like you cars you you raised a good point there like code switching when white people are around so in my in my previous job there are only i'd say like a handful of black people in the company like in uh, in the company maybe like five or six and subsequently, obviously, we we all set up a group chat. <laughs> we all still, still speaking. Yeah, because obviously, we, you just look out for one another, right? That, that's that's the thing. Mm. And we'd oh, I'd always, whenever we'd like meet up, say, by like the water fountain or, or or lunch, I'd always be wary of how we're being perceived as well. And I think all of us were to a certain extent because we don't want to come, we don't want to laugh too loudly. And then come across as uh, the the loud the loud black guys or or what have you or we don't necessarily want to uh, converse in our in, in our slang or what have you to, again to further perpetuate stereotypes. I yeah. think, yeah. And there there are a few times where we literally like if uh, one of my uh, former colleagues I won't say his name, but uh, we we'd get a bit too excited. And I remember one time he went up and I was like, "We're in the office, man." I was like, "You can't, you can't, you can't do that." <laughs> or I'm like, like, do you know what I mean? I was like, "We're in the office." 
Like, <laughs> I've had to do that too. Like, could you not use the N word in the office, please? Like, the yeah, whites across yeah. the hall can hear you. If you could just exactly. stop saying that word, thanks. I've got, I, I can't. I can't lie. I've never ever had to kind of like pull people up on look. We're in the office because genuinely everybody gets it. You know this. Yeah. No, look, this is for us. This is when we have our time. Basically, I go to work and hear someone drop that word loudly, and I just be like, please, the whites are across the hall. If we could just maybe be a bit more professional in here. And when they hear that word, they might not associate it just with you, but the other black people in here. So it'd be nice if you could just shut the fuck up with the end. And plus, we at work. Like, what is going on? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I want to know who is dropping end bombs in at work. Do you know, do you... Not me. Yeah. Not me. Oh, That's man. a whole nother story. But yes, I do have to tell people like, hey, if you could just chill with that word, great. But because some people don't know when and where to code switch, you know? So that that word. You best believe I code switch. I'm not, I'm not saying that word. Yeah, you say that though, Chisanga. I was in a meeting, it was about 30 people. I'm sure I've told you this before. I'm sure this is a, this is a, a, a story I dine out on often. 30 white people in the room. I was the only black person. The person chairing, now bearing in mind, I'm actually writing the minutes of this meeting. Mm-hmm. Chair right next to me says, so-and-so and so-and-so, the nigger on the woodpile in Sussex. And I was like, huh? And what? I had my pen drawn. <laughs> I was like, boy, do I lose my job right here and now? So I dropped my pen because I didn't want to stab him. But yes, you talk about the N-word in the workplace. I hear G when she says, don't give him an excuse. Don't yeah. give him a pass by you using it. Yep. Exactly, man. I exactly. just tried to take it out my vocabulary so that even when I'm around black people, I don't use it. But you best believe sometimes it just naturally slips out. But I that when that does happen, there are no white people around. And I also try not to say it in public for someone to overhear me. You know what I mean? Because it's it's really because I don't want white people saying it when they're around me. So I have to be that example. Yeah, so I don't exactly. say it because yeah. like when someone uses it around me and they're white, you know what I say? I don't use that word. Why are you? So I have to be the person that doesn't use it if I want to use that retort. And a lot of times when I say yeah. that, the white people be like, true, you don't say it. And I'm like, yeah, so I don't say it because it's a racial slur. But I can't be saying it and then throw that on somebody. So I don't say it, you know? Great. Okay. So moving swiftly on, I think it was G next, right? No, no I, me, I think Chisanga got the T on Chisanga. Uh, Thing. A reporter. It's me, son. What's up? It's Mills from Published Radio. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. All the right. The beard is I'm, looking pretty fine right now. I must say it's one of the finest beards I've ever seen on this, uh, this God's green earth. Uh, it's not, it's not as, uh, as, as luscious as Kairos is uh, re- on the regular, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying out here. But uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, let, just take the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get back to uh, the, the issue at hand. Uh, a video that's gone viral on, on MMA Twitter, which was posted by Amy Kaplan, was, I, I believe it was of a, a PFL media day for Kayla Harrison's upcoming fight against uh, Gina. What's, what's, her, what's her last name? The name's escaping me right now. If somebody, if somebody could save me right now. <laughs> Someone save me right now. Keep going. I'll find it. Anyway. Yeah. The uh, the reporter uh, in, in question 
he asked a, 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 a pretty asinine question, and that, that's the that's that's the best way I can put it. Basically, he was saying to, uh, to Gina, honestly, it's I, Gina Fabian. I got you. Fabian, that's a Gina, the, the Gina Fabian that, um, the, the, well, the crux of his question was like, you're a beautiful woman. Why are you like, why are you in the sport? And why don't, and are you afraid to get hit? That was, that was the crux of, of, of his question. And you could see the reaction on Kayla Harrison's face. Uh, and I think Gina. And Gina, of course, and I think it was the reaction of everybody who watched that video, and everyone was horrified that mm -hmm. the man felt to prioritize the, uh, the 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 fighters' sex rather than the fact that they are a mixed martial artist. Now, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, everybody knows his name by now. I'm not gonna put his, his name on blast and, and and what have you because I ain't here to do that, but. I, think I can't even remember the guy's name. <laughs> Neither can I. Anyway, anyway, but th this is this is the second the uh, this the second incident where reporters have asked questions in. Uh, I'm trying to be a kind kind when I say this in in stupid in a stupid fashion. Obviously, we had I, I believe it was the gentleman called Kevin who asked Mitchell Matt Mitchell. He's like, "So Matt, you've lost your last five in a row." The first question <laughs> of the of the of the press conference. So. This my 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 my, uh, my my questions are like two, two part. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is going on with, with 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 MMA media members and their their lack of common sense when it comes to 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 asking questions and 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 the second one as 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 it pertains to this, I, I believe his name was Mills and it was like from Pub Radio or something. I I I, I don't know. I, I forget. What were your initial reactions to the completely asinine and sexist question that was that was uh, asked? And was is is he right to receive all the hate that he's receiving right now? I'm gonna go to Mr. Bodley first. Um, yeah. Listen, when I watched that, I'm not gonna lie to you. The second I didn't even read what Amy said, I just clicked on the video because I always would click on videos on Twitter, so I had no context, and I listened to it, and I was just like. This is definitely on brand with MMA media. I was like, this literally is like, this is definitely representative of our sport and how people cover it. So I wasn't surprised. And as far as the hate goes, yeah, yeah, you got to get that hate back for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, ag agreed. G, what's your, what's, what's your thoughts on this? Because I know in the, in, in the chat you were clucking about this. <laughs> Um, I just want to say welcome to our world, fellas, where you go to work and, you know, some guy or somebody just makes you uncomfortable, whether it's your coworker, your boss, a Me Too situation or somebody that's just like, in, you know, that insults you because of your your gender. And that's basically what we saw happen. So that's it's this is what it's like to be a woman at work. And I was really, really annoyed to see that. And I think this is on brand with MMA journalism. And also, too, I think we're seeing a lot of this more often because it just seems like the clowns are really coming out at these MMA media events. I mean, just <laughs> last week we were discussing Kevin and then he hops in my spaces and he made three million excuses as to why he would ask Matt Mitchell on that question. And then secondly, while talking to him, he basically admitted he wasn't prepared, that he should have better questions and yada, yada, yada. So sometimes I wonder... Oh who are these people? How do you get credentialed and you don't even have on a piece of paper the questions you might have to ask mm -hmm. Mitrione and you're not a person that has the gift to gab? And I can say that.
because he was in my spaces. And I remember thinking, how the fuck do you cover this sport when you can't even talk in my spaces? You know what I'm saying? So it just goes to show you that right now there's a lot of journalists out there that just simply aren't journalists and just fucking cucks that just want to beef up, you know, the clout on their timeline or they work for some no name, no some whatever whack ass MMA media production (laughs) publication that's really just a bunch of guys and WordPress. And voila, you're a media journalist. So it's on brand, not surprise. And this is the sport that we love to watch. It's on brand. Mike, what you think? Yeah. I just want to say, having been in the situation where I fucked up for a question and asked something which was just stupid, I can see and I can really kind of uh, empathize with how he feels. But that being said, I've been in the sport 11 years and I fucked up just once. This guy, this isn't a good entry. It's not a good look. It's not his first time either. And, And the thing I would say as well, look, the black delegation would like to swap this brother <laughs> for the schmo. Nah. We would like to swap him for the schmo tomorrow because that was another thing that really grated on my nerves. Look, we all have common experience here that when we were growing up, our mums and dads, our parents basically instilled in us, look, you have to work 150% harder than the white man out there. You have to work 150% smarter. You basically have to do everything over and beyond to make sure that you are on a pedestal and cannot be judged. Mm. I don't think that he got the memo that morning or got the actual talking to that morning when his mum and dad should have given him that treatment because to be doing this on a consistent basis, that says to me that A, you don't really give a shit about your job or B, being the epitome, being better than isn't in your repertoire. Yeah, I think what was what was his, uh, the, the first incident was, it was uh, a live call he, during the press conference, right? And Yeah, and he called, and he, I don't know if it was a live call or he was there, but he asked Warren McDonald for the, like, bets. Like, literally, who do you think he should put money on? What? For a fight that Rory was about to participate in and there was a panel of fighters. So he was like, Rory, go down the card and let me know what your bets are because I'm a betting man type shit. And this is what I mean by like, they're not really qualified to do this work. You know, when when I work, I'm not even a journalist, but I've worked some of these events. Chisanga, we met at one. Yeah, I, I kind of like prepare. I read about the, you know, even if I have questions off the top of my head, I still have the general ones that I've written down. I've read their bios. I've done some amount of research, but it sounds like these journalists that we're discussing aren't doing that, but they're more concerned with having his fucking hat on and the stupid little, his look. You saw he had, in the video I sent y'all, he had like a matching little outfit, but your material sucks. You're not a real journalist. Go ahead, Mike. The moment of clarity just kind of dropped there when you talked about the look. I saw you put your hand up like you were in school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, the, the, the pin dropped, the hat, the glasses. Who are we looking at? Is it not a black schmo? Why is it that we're- Oh, no. Nah. Why nah, is it that nah, we're nah. not giving him a pass? Why is it that the schmo can do it and this brother cannot? Because, because in, his in content honesty, is trash. In, in all honesty, I, I, I raise that as a serious matter. Is this guy trolling? Is this guy the black schmo? Nah, no. he's not, Mike. He's, uh, being, he's being deadly serious. And as- He's bad at his job. Yeah, yeah. and elite, and, and Mike, I know wow. you're not, the, I know you're not the biggest fan of the schmo, but the the man behind the glasses and the and the waistcoat, Dave, is actually a very nice guy. I spent a lot of time with him on Fire Island. I've, I, 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 I'll go to bat for him. He's, he's a nice guy. His content might not be for everyone, but 
nice nice guy and uh so is his i i, I don't know if him and helen Yee are are, are, are engaged or married but lo- lovely oh, people but very. i'll go back i'll go back to um what you were why you were asking or why why does the schmo get a pass the schmo asks questions he researches and he like he like again you might not like his his, his content but there's obviously a res- a respect for the sport which this guy clearly doesn't have if he's asking the, the press conference who who should i bet on and he obviously doesn't respect the athletes to say oh to essentially just say that oh you're a pretty girl why are you fighting it, it sounds like he's trying to go down the route like a lot of us on this show try to do. I know, Mike, you're like this too. We want to ask questions that people don't ask all the time at media. Like, for instance, Mike and I hate, how did camp go? But that doesn't mean you, you go this route. And who you want to bet money on? Like, or like, you're a woman. Is it, you know, is it hard for you to get hit in the face? Like, I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to be different, but he's doing it all wrong. And again, He's bad at his job. If you want to be different and stuff, research. Think about some questions people really want to know that's not really fight related or Mike, me and you do this or just Mm -hmm. simply have a conversation with the fighters. But to dress up like he did and to have these type of wacky questions leads me to believe it's just clout chasing and him trying to be somebody that everybody is not. But it's blowing up in his face because even the schmo does his research. You might not like that hooting and hollering. But he puts in the work and he's successful for a reason. Mm-hmm. He does the work and he's good at what he does. So some people like it. Not this cut. Nope. Nah, this guy, this guy's a fool. And plus, the only way that this question would be palatable is if, and, and, and I, I said this in, in the group chat and I want to relay this to, to the listeners. The only way this question would have been palatable, it's not even palatable in the form and in, in, in the way in the way that he packaged it. It would be as if He's say, for example, he's interviewing Alan Joban and Luke Rockhold, who are two high profile models for two of the biggest clothing companies in the world, uh, Versace and, and Ralph Lauren. Now, you would ask them or how I would ask them, you'd be like, oh, are you worried about the potential uh, ramifications of, uh, of a cut or of serious uh, or serious swelling for your modeling career? You wouldn't make Correct. any reference to the fact that they're male. If you're like, right. <laughs> I, I just it, it just completely baffles me that to, to think that this guy and I've I don't want to shit on him as a person or whatever, but in, right. in, in this in this instance, his approach was completely asinine. But it baffles me that he would have thought, okay, right, I'm gonna ask these the, these two females who are still fighting the the stigma of uh, females competing in mixed martial arts, which I think is it's it's going to take go. a long time. It's going to take a long time for it to, to to fully erode, but we're 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 on the way slowly but surely. I'm going to ask I'm going to ask these two world class athletes. Oh, uh, essentially, and I'm, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing, can, but essentially, oh, uh, yeah, on you go, G. Sorry. Let, let me ask a question. I know this is a little out of left field because we don't know this dude. But do you really think he expected her to answer like, oh, my God, like when I get hit in the face every time, I just get worried because I want to go home to my man and look pretty. Like, did he really think that she was going to answer that? Like, what y'all think? Is it like, is he nuts? Kairos, come on. Hit us up. He comes off like the dude who sees two women stare down and says, kiss each other in the back. That's literally what he looks like to me. That's literally what he looks like to me. And y'all, those are the worst dudes on the planet. I I don't even hold women's hands no more because of dudes like that. 
the uh-huh. night before he probably was writing this shit down. I was like, this is cold. They're going to love this shit. I'm complimenting them on their looks. I'm talking about stuff. I was like, he legit thought this shit was um, money. So he's he stupid. Thought this shit was yeah. money. That shit had him bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I was, when I watched it, I was like, is he, because Mike did mention trolling. So a part of me did be like, maybe he's trolling and he's funny looking. He's got the hat. He looks like a little B-boy. You know, most of us try to put on a little blazer or look nice when we're at these events or something. And he looks like a fucking SoundCloud rapper. But I'm thinking, <laughs> is he um, <clears throat> is he trolling? Mm. Or did he really think a motherfucking bitch was going to answer that shit? Like, yo, like. <laughs> but the thing is, if you're trolling, you wouldn't troll about something like that, though, right? I just don't. Right. I, yeah, there, there are a myriad of other subjects that you could, you could, you could troll and be lighthearted about. But yet you essentially choose to go, well, you're a pretty girl. Are you afraid of getting hit in the face? In, in 2021. Exactly, with me too, man. And all this stuff going on. Like, exactly, Christ man. have mercy. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think the clout chasing really gets to them. I think sometimes when it comes to online likes and just being out here and people being seen, I'm just going to say the craziest shit until it bounces back in your face like Kevin and this kid, you know? So. Well, well, go, this, go, this goes back to, I think, the last time we were all on foursome, we were talking about um, media members at UFC 264 and the guy in the pink jumper or the pink suit or what have you, who deliberately, I'm, 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 I'm completely of the belief that he just went up there to troll Conor McGregor to get himself viral and to get himself more more followers. That that's that's what he did, and he and was, it worked. He was successful. It worked. It which worked. means and more are coming because he was successful. So yes, we have to exactly. prepare for more of that. You know. Yeah. You yeah. You need you need to prepare for more of that, and it's it, it's it, it annoys me because they're they're legitimate media members who who aren't being given credentials from the UFC, who would use that opportunity to ask a proper question, who would use that opportunity to, to try and delve into the mindset of Conor McGregor going into biggest fight of his life because of uh, where, where he's at his career. But no, I'm going to troll him and just say, no, you haven't, lo- you haven't won since Barack Obama was in office. However, and plus I wear like a ridiculously brightly colored j- jacket just to get myself attention, just so then I, I pop out more in the live stream. That was I mean, planned from from yeah, start 100%. to finish, from the outfit 100%. to he rehearsed it in the mirror, everything. hundred percent. Like, and I think maybe like I, I I can't say for certain, but I wouldn't be surprised if this guy tried to take a uh, leaf out of his playbook. No, someone is. Someone is. Yeah. And I think that's why it was just like a little warning to you and the listeners. This will continue. We're going to see more characters show up. I've even seen someone else do that at a kind of it's always a kind of press conference. They like literally compete to like either troll him or to like you know give him compliments and yell at you know the person that said this about connor and it's just like enough with the clout chasing some of us really want you to ask questions about the athlete and what's going on with them i I don't care for you to get your likes right now by trolling like it's just dumb yeah i can't i can't remember which remember which connor fight it was but somebody was uh you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah somebody was eulogizing him and he was saying oh well Every time you fight, then we get more paid more money because we get more clicks. So thank you very much. And I was just like, come on, man. Yeah, I'm just nobody like, wants to hear that. Yeah. Stop acting obsequiously towards people that don't give a fuck about you. Do you know what I mean? I and, I, and have you ever heard journalists talk like this? Like when, when, again, when I watch other sports, which is rare, and you see press conferences, they don't really talk like this. And then when they do, like, I don't know, there's more of a backlash. It's just... Our sport is so rough around the edges, yeah. y'all. Like. Do, you, do, you know, do you know what? Like, I think it's I think it's different 
like again, we, we go back to the topic of, of, of code switching. It's it's different if you're doing a one-on-one interview with somebody and you have a bit of a rapport with them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Rather than just playing this this asinine fucking ugh now nah, I'm 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 going off on the tangent and we're gonna go down a Yeah, we can go we can hole. go on and on. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's 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 just leave this and let's go what's 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 brother Kairos got got on the table for today? Did y'all talk about cat? Nah. Cat and Halle Berry. Halle uh, Berry. Okay. Listen. Let's go. Cat Singano just launched a lawsuit against Halle Berry after her movie. Did her movie debut yet? Or is it going to debut? It's going to debut on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Halle Berry has a movie coming out about a mixed martial artist. And Kat Singano's, Singano's uh, lawsuit alleges that during her tenure in the UFC, she was contacted by Halle Berry and told that she would be given an opportunity to act in the movie. I don't know if it was the main character role or if it was a supporting character role, but they, she alleges that they told her that it would be best if she not compete and clear her entire schedule until the movie drops so that she would be available to film. Now, mind you, if I'm putting the timeline together, it seemed like this came after the Megan Anderson fight because she later said that she, she had a big fight coming up. So I'm assuming that they were going to have run that rematch back or someone else of higher notoriety. That's my guess on the timeline verse. But because she said, because they told her that she should open up her timeline though, she decided not to take any fights. And then subsequently she was cut after the fact. So now Damn. she's in Bellator. And because of that, she was still waiting for opportunity to act. And they told her we are only hiring UFC caliber athletes at this time. So she got screwed two times <laughs> over and now she's trying to collect that check. And I don't blame her if it's true, allegedly. <laughs> oh, I say Dana needs to pay these people. <laughs> did you <laughs> did you hear how she kind of tried to play chess with both people? Like she just tried to put off a fight to make money with Hallie, but also try to fight and she got cut. That's because she don't get paid well. If she got paid well, Unless she wanted to go down a route for acting, kind of like this is my side hustle, she can say no to movie deals because, like, she's getting paid well enough that she doesn't have to pursue maybe a side career or do something on the side for extra money. Dana, pay these fucking people. I don't, I don't see a problem with the lawsuit, but I just don't know how successful she's going to be with a lawsuit because if her and Halle Berry shook hands over this shit, you, I don't know if she has a lawsuit. So if this is not contractual or written down somewhere, yeah. if this is just like a pinky oath or some blood oath or something, y'all shook hands after pricking a needle, um, she's going to lose. So <laughs> good luck, Kat. But I'm sorry she had to play hardball with a company that doesn't pay her well and try to play her hand with Halle Berry. And also it's kind of fucked up that they was just like, well, you in Bellator now. So Go about your business. You know, we don't need you, which was kind of yeah. fucked up because she's a former UFC fighter. So just use her anyway. And she would be great probably in a mixed martial arts film. So I think that's fucked up on Hamlet's part. There must be a strength behind this argument. Something like there was a witness to this verbal. Yes. A verbal contract. Yeah. I personally feel if there is a verbal contract and there are witnesses to that, we will not see this this come to court because she's banged to rights. If she told Kat Zingano, look, shelve every single opportunity that you have with the UFC right now, because I've got this role, which I want you for. And 
if you actually fight, then you're not going to be able to take that opportunity up. Mm. I could understand why Cat would do that. It wasn't playing one off of the other. It was basically going with the biggest payday. That's it. Like yeah. you said, you pay fighters so they don't have to do that. But facts are facts. If that was the promise, then that should have been honoured. And that's what I'm saying. If there was a witness to this, if it was verbal, if it were something that was witnessed in front of either a group of people or one other person, Halle Berry is going to pay out before it gets to court. No doubt. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hope for the cat's sake that there is some, uh, that, that there's a documented a documentation of this deal, or as you say, a witness, because otherwise she's going to need to exercise the ghost of the late Johnny Cochran to get her money, man. That's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that I mean, correct. It, it's, it, I, when, when, when I, uh, when I read, when I read the story, I was completely baffled and I was just gobsmacked that afterwards you're like, no, no, no only UFC fighters. No, 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 only like, I'm just like the, the disrespect from, well, Netflix, right? Is, is it a Netflix produced movie? I'm, yeah. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. If it is Netflix, fair enough. Uh, but if it's not, then okay. But the disrespect from the movie team to, to, to have somebody put their life on hold and Kat, Kat is also a mother, I believe. So put income on hold that would be helping her child as well. And then to just, after after um, she get, gets released from the UFC for doing you guys a favor and keeping herself available for you for you to just say nah we're we're gonna go an, another route that's just, just that's just downright disrespectful and you know what part of me hopes that she does um, that this does go to court and then that the judge will award her some money that she would have earned fighting and then the uh, money that she yeah. would have earned so. yeah I hope she's compensated as well why not I mean, they're underpaid you know. Yeah, it's kind of sad though because after we started talking about it, I started remembering all the bad shit that's happened to Cat in her life. And I was like, damn, like yeah. she kept, I was thinking about this shit from the, like as soon I was like, ooh, I shouldn't have made that Halle Berry shit because that's fucked up because she's been through a lot. She's been through a yeah. lot and like, can she catch a break? Like, damn, yeah, no. Yeah. And to think she was banking on that money, poor thing. You know how some sometimes you spend money before you get it, or sometimes mm. you already have plans for it, and then. Yeah. When that fell through, we don't know what how that affected Kat. Enough so that she filed a lawsuit. It wasn't even like, ah, but this she filed a, a lawsuit. So it must have had huge ramifications on her. So. Yeah, it must have. Well, hope, hopefully she gets that, gets that bread. I mean, yeah. I'm a big fan of Halle Berry, but if you've uh, if you've done this fuckery, then you gotta pay that cash. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm pretty sure Halle has it. Who knows? But yeah. We we ready for the um my segment? The finale. I'm excited. Yes, Let's the grand go. finale. I am so excited about this because I've wanted to talk about this for a while. Do any of you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast? I, I stopped do. listening when he went to Spotify. Okay. And Chisanga Kairos, y'all? I listened to you. I listened to it for years. I kind of I kind of got done with him a few years back though. I was like, Yeah. I'm and that's kind of like what I want to talk about. So just recently, I think maybe last Friday or two Fridays ago on the episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, he took an excerpt from a 2015 um, medical journal and he kind of misinterpreted what it was about. So what he said was that the people that are vaccinated are contributing to this Delta virus. And he used that, 20, <laughs> that 2015 study or journal 
to uh, derive to this uh, idea. And this journal basically was about chickens and Marag's disease, and it had nothing to do with viruses, and it had nothing to do with, it had no clinical test done in reference to COVID. So he misinterpreted a, a, <laughs> a medical journal entry, and then he spun it to make it um, anti-vax information. Immediately, the media lost it. And he, I don't know if he's um, said anything about this, but he has a history of misinformation. And here we go. I've, I've got some other ones where he's actually had to apologize. At one point, he blamed the fires in California on liberals. He said liberals were actually starting these wildfires in California. Yo, he had to go make a video and say, oh, no, no, that's not true because they dragged him so bad. And plus, wow. that was pretty dangerous rhetoric. He actually made a video on that one. Then also... Um, this was actually kind of recent. He kind of told his listeners that white men were going to be canceled because of woke culture. So again, he was dragged again. But here's the issue, fellas, is that this isn't just a regular podcaster. Um, Joe Rogan reaches 11 million listeners per show. So with that being said, he is a huge proponent of misinformation. And with and with misinformation going around all over the world right now, especially with the pandemic, my question to y'all is this, do you think he should be censored or fact-checked or should we just leave Joe alone and let him just spew misinformation? And I am going to start with Michael Morgan. That's partly the reason why I stopped listening to Joe Rogan because a lot of it is stuff which just pulls out of his ass. But not only that, him going to Spotify was an, another major reason why I stopped listening. I think that he should be fact-checked because what he's saying, what he's putting out there, what he's spreading is dangerous, especially in these times where, you know, people are literally dying because of misinformation. Mm -hmm. So fact-check him, don't cancel him because I am not a big fan of canceling, even, you know, ghouls like, um, Donald Trump. I don't believe in cancelling people because that drives them underground and you can't see what they're doing. You can't hear what they're doing. You can't actually keep a handle, keep tabs on the fuckery which they're spreading. I would love to hear um, the latest goofs that he has come up with, but with the facts to counter that argument. So yes, fact checking. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, G. I, 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 Mike, sorry. Yeah, he need he need he needs to be fact checked, and, and I mean, I think Joe's probably of the belief that um, that people will go and do their own research, which people should do when they hear a fact. They shouldn't take anything anything they hear as gospel, even from the news. Like I, I mean, like because news has an agenda and what have you, and you need to actually get to the bottom of stuff yourself. But at the same time, I think he needs to realize the, the the power of the platform that he, he says and and be wary of of what he says like i mean yes he, he has some some people on who, who, who spread some bullshit but equally there are some are some scientists and what have you that put out informative informative stuff and i think sadly for him the fact that he he's so um he's so blasé with what he what he picks out what like, because Jamie will just research the first thing that comes up, and then they, they, uh, right. they, they, they put that out there, and, and then, goes, oh, huh. and then Joe says, "Don't listen to me. I'm a moron." To his 11 yeah. million listeners, exactly. But it's not a. It's a. 
it's not a perfect world where people are fact checking. And also, Chisanga, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I no, did no, put no. this out to some Twitter users. So we have some um, Twitter engagement with some accounts. And I want you all to think about this, too, as you answer. Um, a lot of the I'm going to call them Rogan brothers because his fans showed up in my mentions. They were very upset that I would even discuss this, which is very strange. But Jabadish has an issue with censorship and also fact checking him. And here's what Jabadish 11 said. Censorship is dangerous precedent to play with. In my opinion, listeners need to take accountability for their own in a sense that the JRE show is an entertainment platform. It is not journalism or news. So treat it as such. Consider the source, fact check on your own. And basically, um, he also said, like, this is an entertainment factor. Nothing needs to be fact checked. Nothing needs to be censored. If you're dumb to kind of roll with this, do your own fact checking. I don't agree with that because in a perfect world, not everybody's fact checking. And these are the people that are spreading COVID all over the world. So if you don't fact check, check this man, especially during a pandemic, he can hurt others. But um, Kairos, what are your thoughts? Should we do something about Joe Rogan's misinformation? Leave him alone? I'm going to agree with him, but add an and to it. I think he mm -hmm. needs to start adding disclaimers to the beginning yes. of his videos or before a certain seg like segment happens. Because I agree about... Because the fact of the matter is this, okay? No matter what he says, it could be right-leaning, it could be left-leaning, whatever. People aren't going to fact-check regardless. It doesn't matter about the content. It doesn't matter if he's talking about MMA. It doesn't matter if he's talking about politics. It doesn't matter if he's talking about terrorism. He is going to have his opinions and people aren't going to research regardless of what he says and regardless Thank of you. what information he brings anyway. So you hoping fans like I just think he needs to add that disclaimer because that's what a lot of um, networks are doing when they bring people on anyway. They put a display like, complex news did that when they had on their little segment of hip hop. It's like these these thoughts don't represent our network and we don't support everything yeah. like they, they just simple. Just put that out there. You'll be fine. Also, you got to think about his demographics okay right now like he is he is literally preaching to those people so for normal people not normal people, for other people who don't listen to him like there's I'm right like, and other I'm people meet other people meaning if your views don't necessarily align with his yeah you know exactly and mike before i jump to you i had such good feedback y'all sorry but lieutenant um speaks said this let him say whatever in my opinion, he got to that 11 p.m. Spotify show because of misinformation. So if you change Joe, so if we get new Joe, you take his place and then people don't absorb the media and the discern that they seek out. So basically, this account is saying he's alluding to Joe is purposely doing this because of the target audience, which is people that want to hear that the vaccine is not working and that people vaccinated are spreading the variant. So this dude basically said, if we change that and, and fact check him, Joe might lose viewers and maybe he's doing it on purpose. With that being said, Michael, what are your thoughts on this Joe Rogan stuff? You asked me that to, to start with. And uh, just the only thing that I wanted to add to what I've already said. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, that's okay. Is, okay. is the, the, the very fact we're talking about an entertainer being a source of information, factual information. Mm -hmm. Maybe shame on us because 
He has never said that he's an expert on any every on anything. He has never said that he's the authority. He has never said that he has any medical training. He just puts things out there for entertainment and entertainment value alone. And for us to be debating the whys and wherefores and whether people should be fact-checking him or whether they shouldn't, I believe that they should. Maybe it's on us as individuals and that we need to be a little less lazy and more proactive in how we consume news and what we consume in terms of information, because if we don't, it will kill us. Yeah. Um, To answer my own question, I don't think, I don't think anyone should be censored because that's our right to say whatever we want, but I do think disclaimers and fact checks should exist. For example, I was on TikTok and I saw an actual scientist yeah, um, it was like two, it was like two screens. Yep. One yep. screen was here of somebody spewing anti-vax bullshit. And the scientist was like, oh, no, that's not true. Oh, no, that's a lie. And mm. she, in that short video, she showed us that the vaccine does work. And she disproved all of the conspiracy theories that this one account was saying so much so that account deleted. Yeah. And I can tell you <laughs> and I can tell you right now, I'm going to give you I'm going to pass you the mic in one sec, Kairos. I see your hand. But I'm going to tell you right now in my mentions, folks, folks were worried about censorship. And look what Malcolm from the North said. I don't think we should censor Joe simply because we don't hold news media to that standard. If we censor Rogan, the mainstream media should be held to the same standard. We shouldn't get vaccine misinformation or propaganda that gets us invading countries for natural resources. So if we're going to fact check Joe, we should fact check Nancy Pelosi, Biden, everybody and the media, CNN and Fox. You know what I mean? So I do kind of feel them on that. Like, how the fuck are we going to fact check Joe Rogan? But we got the CDC and a bunch of, you know, government entities confused about what to tell us about masks and this and that and this and that. So before we jump down Joe's throat, perhaps we should jump down the media's throat as well. And also our political leaders. I do kind of agree with him, but I still want I still want someone to rein Joe in a little bit because the 11 million listeners per show scares me. That's a lot of power. So I don't know. I think Malcolm hits it on the head. But at the same time, I think we have a bigger issue on our hands, which is just misinformation in general. Tyros, you're itching to say something. Yeah, I, okay, so I got two things on my head now after hearing that. First thing is about that video that you said. How many people fact checked what the lady who was correcting the lady said? <laughs> uh, that's true. Knew, that's, 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 that's my true. point right now. That's I'm true. so sick and tired of the bullshit. Okay, here's my issue right now. Here's my issue with the entire thing. Yes. News networks are held accountable. There are entire segments of people dedicated to pointing out every single lie that Donald has said. There are news networks dedicated and predicated on saying they were lying about this. They, they are held accountable. But just because you aren't aware of the accountability doesn't make it non-existent. These people are held accountable. Joe is not held, held accountable as much because he is not a news network. You said it himself. He has not presented himself as such. He is not marketed as such. Mm. People need to let the shit go and let it rock. It's not meant to be the same as how we were just talking earlier. The Schmo's content is not meant for everybody. So why are you watching it and worried about it? And Spotify is editing his show. They've taken out the shows with Alex Jones. 
Um, Eddie Bravo decided not to go on some alt-right podcast. Like some of them even kind of know to just like not do that interview or Spotify is just going to remove them anyway. And a lot of times on that show, Jay will, um, Jay, Joe will like lead Eddie Bravo away from like a controversial topic. Even Joe knows. Cause when Eddie started to say the women that started the Me Too movement wasn't shit, Joe knew to be like, let's talk about something else. Like, <laughs> you know, and then also too, Eddie Bravo knew not to take that. He canceled his upcoming appearance on a very controversial podcast yeah. so sometimes they know and i kind of agree with the account that was like if he doesn't spew misinformation maybe his followers that want to hear the cognitive dissonance that they want to hear about the vaccine maybe they stop listening and joe knows this or maybe he's feeding into his audience as well which i think is really wrong so i know yes yeah, wrong i know you were saying yeah. that joe, joe hasn't marketed himself as this um this source of news but he he has he has un, unintentionally by the array of of scientists and uh, and, and and professionals and, and scholars that he's brought on people will will go to him and be like oh Joe's got um but, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'll, but I'll he'll, he'll contradict those people in the next show. Because remember yeah. when COVID first broke out, he had a, viro um, I always say the name wrong, a virologist, mm -hmm. a scientist that studies viruses and pandemics on the show when COVID broke out. And the scientists reiterated everything that we're hearing as far as asymptomatic, how bad it's going to get. And, yeah. and also he, the surges we're going to get. And then Joe, after has him on the show, goes on the show. And now he's saying everything, the direct opposite that, a scientific expert said. So I'm just like, what is going on? And then Joe I was know. on the show agreeing with him. And then I know, three, like, you know, I mean, three episodes it's, later, it's where people vaccinated are creating a variant. But that's not what the scientists said on your very fucking show. Joe, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I mean, I'm more inclined to to agree with the with the with the scientist who's completely impartial. And let, let's remember at that moment in time. There were no mass mandates. There were no. There was no vaccine agenda being pushed. This guy was just laying out the facts. He was laying out historic facts. Of I the thought it was a great show. Of, yeah. A virus. Yeah, it was great. It was shit scary at the time. I remember listening to yes. it. Yes. Like, Fucking hell. But we needed uh, that. We needed an expert to yeah. sit down and tell us what was going on. So I appreciated Joe in that moment. Then I was like, three days later, he's talking crazy. Like yeah, you had I, an like, expert on your show. Yeah, exactly. An expert. And again, there was no agenda to be pushed at that moment in time. There was no, oh, you have to wear a mask. It wasn't politicized. Vaccine. Yeah, it wasn't politicized. It was straight down the middle. But going back to what I was saying, I, I think just Joe is, he's become a, a victim of the of the array of, of guests that he has on, as I said, like the scholars, the professors, the uh, the, the, the well-led. Gavin, well Gavin McGinnis. Yeah, all right people. Fuck. Okay, let's not even go down, down, down that. That's another episode that we need to ad address that shit on. But people go to that podcast as a source of news now, sadly, because of the array of guests that he's had on, and him just saying, "Oh, I'm a moron. Don't, don't listen to what I say." That's yes, that that's true to a certain extent, but you can't have that as your disclaimer. Like you can, like at the beginning of the podcast, there needs to be a little voiceover and like uh, or a little video thing saying that. Something towards the effect of information in this podcast may not be 100% accurate, blah, 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 blah. Do your own research. It's, or some, some, something like that, though. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, and 
it's only due to the the reach that he has because i mean 11 million people it's scary it's scary man and like i remember the the podcast he did with with alex jones is like one of the most viewed podcast videos on youtube of all time like and i mean like i Spotify got rid of that yeah i no, i enjoy it when he speaks to people like that because i i I like to just listen to the bullshit do you know what i mean and then i like to go and fact check it yeah like i mean i i hate to say this like alex jones is probably right about one percent of the things that he says if you throw enough (laughs) shit if you throw if you throw enough shit at a wall eventually something's gonna stick right that that that's true but but joe just needs to I think for his brand as well, because it's going to get to the point where mainstream, mainstream media like CNN or, 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 or even maybe even the BBC or whatever will, will do a feature on the danger to this podcast. And then for him, Spotify is going to get involved. Yes, exactly. Then it's going to like, once it gets to that, to, uh, to that magnitude and where these outlets, not just your, uh, your bloody elbows who are doing good work when it comes to this, I like how they're consistent with it. Um, not just not just outlets like that. Once it gets to that level, it's going to be too late for Joe. And Joe's going to like it's going to be financial ramifications for himself and Spotify. And Spotify are going to be like, well, you have to change everything you need to do, or you're just going to be gone. And his viewers will not like that change. They don't even like that little red room he's in now, and they feel like the show has changed since Spotify. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm like Mike. I stopped listening a while ago. I couldn't take the alt right guest. I couldn't. I couldn't relate to it anymore. You know, yeah. when I I'm, heard- I'm very selective with my with my with my listening to the podcast. So I saw the the uh, the the podcast that he had with the a, a woman who escaped from North Korea as a 13 year old. I heard that's a good one. I wanted- it's a phenomenal podcast. Phenomenal yeah. podcast. So I'm very selective with who who is on the podcast. I'll scroll through the list and be like, okay, I'll speak. I'll, I'll listen to so and so. I'll listen to say Abby Martin or listen to yeah. the lady the lady who was uh, mentioned beforehand. And if it's anything, if it's MMA, of course. Uh, you, you dive straight into it. If it's one of his MMA shows, go go straight into it. Brendan, Brendan Schwab and Eddie Bravo don't distract you. Like when they do MMA shows, I get distracted by like, Schwab <laughs> and stuff. Joe is like, on I point. Mean, I, I love I love listening to Eddie's rambling and like some of the borderline stupidity that he comes out with. Like I mean, just <laughs> ugh, it's yeah, it's 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 funny because, but it's sad on another fact because, like I know for my for myself like to to go and do research about Eddie Bravo might say something and then I'll research something from uh, like a completely neutral news outlet. And, and that might not be true or something that you say might be, might be true, but then everybody else is just going to take what he says for as gospel. Everybody's going to be like, Oh, well he was right about this one time. So I'm not going to fact check everything else. So what Eddie Bravo said about, the queen being reptiles or whatever. Like, have you heard that one, Mike, where the Royal family apparently reptiles, that's a conspiracy. <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah. Like David Ike that was famous for yeah. that rhetoric. Yeah, people are <laughs> yeah. so fucking crazy. So Just Eddie like Bravo the Quanon family are, are, are reptiles, so it must be real. But there's sadly people who just believe everything that they are told. Like, just say for for example, uh, they're just sat on the TV and there's like literally just like an invisible laser of everything from the TV being beamed into their skull. And sadly, that's the case with this podcast. And that's why there needs to be a disclaimer and people need to exercise fucking common sense. But sadly, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, it's just a daggone shame. The, the 11 million listeners thing makes me nervous. And the thing Squ- is, like... Squale says hello, yeah. What's up, Squale? <laughs> and the thing is, right, can you, can you imagine if there was, like, a, a live, like, fact checker there? I know, like, and uh, we, we, we should have said this to a certain extent, the, um, young Jamie will look at st- stuff, acclaim that's being said, especially if it's Eddie Bravo that's on. I, you, like, you need to hear some like the heat discussions that they have. If Eddie Bravo is like saying, uh, saying some wild stuff, Jamie be like, no, actually, blah, 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 it's this and blah, 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 it's that. But that's not good enough. That's not like, like, I mean, yes, Jamie's doing a good job with that. But if you're in young Jamie's position, are you going to keep are you going to be a habitual fat checker and then potentially uh, mess up your bottom line? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see oh. how in his position, Jamie, that he would have to tread lightly on that. Yeah, if he exactly. keeps doing exactly. it too much, then you take away from the show and yada, yada, yada. So I could see him having, you know, trouble with that one. Like he, he can't really go overboard with the fact checking. But I do think like, you know, Cairo said the disclaimer Jamie fact-checking a bit more or just or it doesn't even have to be Joe Rogan. There should be just another podcast that's like, let's break down all the lies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like I feel like somebody with a night with a good personality can literally take the Joe Rogan show and every episode right afterwards, just call out his bullshit. And I think that would pull, you know, that would gain some type of traction. And there's plenty of material to kind of call him on his bullshit. You know what I mean? So just like that TikTok video I saw of the scientists mm-hmm you know that yeah. de- you know correcting the young lady i mean this scientist corrected her so hard y'all that young lady deleted her entire tiktok page like there was nothing to be said the scientist came wow. out and shut her shit the fuck down yeah. and i think that's what needs to happen with his show whether it's a tiktok or just somebody very you know one of these young millennials somebody cute and really good like on the Kyra. computer yeah like someone like kairos to be like hey tune in to the you know my show and letting you know that he's full of shit and then and then literally fact check it and have the right expert kind of clear up his stuff and hopefully a show like that would gain traction because i really do think like eventually the misinformation he's spewing like chisanga said it could bite him in the ass you know so we shall see I think, though, also, we got to take into account, I, I forget the actual number, it's like, it's like a large percentage of people in America alone read at like a third grade reading level. Not to mention a lot of people who don't fit into that category, who claim to do research, who claim to fact check. And they don't. They don't understand. It's not even that they don't. Even the people who do, it's like a lot of them don't understand com- computer literacy and understand literacy in terms of what's an actual factual source? There's people who don't understand that peer and scholarly reviews are actual backings for like research. There's people who will say, okay, well, here's my research. I'm going to libsareong.com to, to go back. I get, go yeah, back. I get that a lot too. They'll be like, look what Breitbart said. I'm like, exactly. Breitbart, it's bitch, like, get okay, this out of my mentions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have a problem with misinformation. You have a problem with people who think they're informed. Then you have the problem with people who are informed but don't believe in themselves. And I think that there's just way to just put the disclaimer down and let the cards fall as they may at this point because I'm just, I'm over it. I really Me am too. over it. <laughs> like, and it's true. You can decide whether you want to wa- listen to his show or wa- whatever, however you consume it. And it's true. You can either not consume it or don't. And I don't. Like, I, I didn't complain about it on my timeline or nothing. I just was like, I am going to stop listening to this dude. Because one, I turned into an episode. Maybe I'm an empath. I don't know why this shit hurt my feelings. But 
they were um, mocking black women on one episode and the typical like, hey, girl, da, 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 like all three of them hit like this little moment with a skit where they were just talking like a stereotypical black woman. And that's when I that was, that was the last time I listened to him for like consistently. I was like, you know what? I, there's other black women that listen to this show like me. And just to hear y'all making fun of us was just such a turn off. You know, I fight so hard and it goes back to Mike's topic of code switching. Mm. I fight so hard to battle what Joe and them was making fun of to an 11 million listener show. I listen to him, Brendan Schaub and Eddie Bravo be like, hey, girl, what's going on? And meanwhile, I got to go to work and can't really say, hey, girl, because there are people out here perpetuating yeah. that stereotype that all black women are like Shanae. And when and when I want to have a brief moment and talk like Shanae, I can't in the break room because y'all going to think I'm Shanae. So oh, yeah. fuck you, Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? That's why I got turned off and I never listened to him again. You kind of get mad. Like, I can't even be go girl at work because of motherfuckers like you. And to hear him making fun of us just had me like, I can't do with this guy no more. His shit is all misinformation. The guy doesn't even think NASA went to the moon. The guy's fucking nuts. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're conspiracy theory um, prone. They prefer things that are not fact-based, which just drives me fucking crazy. Why wouldn't you want to know the truth? Why would you choose to go down a route that's not evidence-based and to make shit up? I think people like that are nuts. Also, when I just made facts that shit out up. Here. The shit that I said earlier, I made that shit up. I you probably facts. did. It's from middle school. It's a middle school level. It's a middle school level. Yeah. Middle school I was level. about to say, third grade is, is pretty middle pretty school level. Bro. I believe That's, them. I was like, Americans I know it's so slow, stupid. But it's, but it's still middle school level. It's I believe you. That's you not that much better. Middle school is there's, good, bro. There's people out here protesting for their freedoms because of a mask. You best believe I believed you, Kairos. That's like, I don't care if it's like, third grade or eighth grade. Yeah. It was, yeah, slow. It was low. Thank it's, you, it's like the, the equivalent of what you were talking about uh, <laughs> protesting because of the mask, G. There was, uh, there was protests over here. Love the mic. You would have seen people were protesting about lockdown two or three days after we had our Freedom Day. Like, <laughs> there are no restrictions in the UK right now. You, you must have seen it, Mike. The video. And, and people going, and, and the, the, this is how stupid these people are as well. They went to, uh, to go <laughs> storm, storm the BBC's office, right? But they went to the BBC's office that has not been occupied for like the last 10 years. They went to the, to the wrong place. They went to the they went to the, the warehouse. Yeah, they went to the, <laughs> That's they been went closed to the for ten years. They've been, they've That's been right. away for ten years. So I think that gives you uh, <laughs> tells you everything you need to know about the type of people that are still protesting a lockdown in the UK when there is no legal lockdown whatsoever. But <laughs> y'all find my tweet about Joe and y'all read the responses. Y'all going to be quite surprised. Yeah. And you will I'm, see the stupid people that we are talking about. That's why I was afraid it's, to retweet it. I was like, bro, I it's, don't it's amazing. How, it's amazing how Joe Rogan just attracts very unintelligent people. It's real. I hate to say it. I don't mean to disrespect people that listen to his show, but yeah. I do find a majority of them cannot debate. Don't don't know anything about li like they're uneducated and just like, yeah, Joe Rogan said or like, you know, and you can just tell there's nothing going on up here, you know, but those are his listeners. It's really but interesting that, that his following Joe is unintelligent people. Yeah, no, I sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. That, but, that, but that baffles me because you'll see Joe when, say, for example, Eddie Bravo spouts some shit, he'll have a debate with Eddie and he'll challenge him on certain things. So you think you would think that would subconsciously seep into these people and to learn how to converse and, 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 and intelligently debate people. Do you know what I mean? Mm -mm, but mm -mm. that, 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 that obviously hasn't, as, as, as registered. It, it's just, no. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I had one of his um, fans in my mention tell me that COVID wasn't killing kids. And he found an article that matches that. And then someone else was like, this is a peer reviewed verified. I think Jen yeah. or somebody was like, here's the truth. What do you know about sources that your source is not peer reviewed? This is look at the New York Times. It's affecting children. Yeah. And again, in my mind, I'm like, of course, he would be a Joe Rogan fan. These are the type of people that like he attracts yeah. the person that would use Brebart or YouTube as a source and be like, this is true. That's Joe Rogan's um, following. It's so I'm good on it. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the words are like, yeah, you should have said it how DC said it in the uh, was it UFC 214 press conference. Him and John were going out. And he's like, I'm good. I'm good, John. I'm good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, UFC, you've got UFC returning this Saturday. So just before we wrap up, as well as UFC Fight Night Cannoneer versus Gastelum on Saturday, on Friday, we have the return of Bellator. Bellator 265, I believe. Yeah? Yep. 265, Congo versus Caritano. Anybody want to see these aging dinosaurs? Because I certainly don't, but I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> Bruh, man. I, I don't want to. I'm mad at you. What is your preference for this coming weekend? Oh, hey, come on. Um, uh, the main event is very intriguing to me, but this card fucking sucks, bro. And I think the co-main event is. Um, you just light it on fire with kerosene. Clay Guida versus Mark Madsen. No, thank you. It mm. should be. It should be Alexander Pantoja versus Brandon Roy Val. And I'm telling y'all, Mike, you watch right. this shit when we talk about it on Sunday. This shit is about to be fire motherfucking works. And that should be the co-main. And that's what I'm really have my eyes on. That's it. That's a firefight. That's a fire. Word. Um, obviously, we got we got our boy Darren Stewart's fighting this weekend, correct? Is, is he fighting he? this weekend? Is it, is it this weekend or the weekend afterwards? No. I, I don't see him in there. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You see how bad this card is? Just trying to make it up, putting people, on the, putting people on the card. <laughs> Blame Joe. <laughs> <laughs> nah. But Dar Darren is fighting too. Anyway, okay. If Darren is not fighting, <laughs> I was about to put out some misinformation there, literally. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you guys fact-checked me right there and then. Right there and then. Exactly. Um, nah, I, it's it's just the gasoline fight for me that I'm looking forward to. Like, I'm although I am excited to see Mark Mazden return. I don't think he's fought since I think was it when he fought in Copenhagen when Anthony Smith beat Gustafson, and I want to say that was like 2019 or 28. Like, I think that was 2019. So that's a long time. He's yeah, he's 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 a good wrestler, uh, Mark Mazden, uh, but. Yeah, it's just the gasoline can near fight. I want to see how the how <laughs> we were talking about misinformation before. I'm pretty sure I saw some some wild stuff on Jared Cannonier's uh, Instagram a couple months or year or year ago of like borderline misinformation. But oh, he's another one. I don't I he, don't dare to follow him on any platform. I can't. <laughs> great fuck fighter, about your crystals. Yeah, love, love love the gentleman. Yeah, but. Yep. Uh, but yeah, nope. I'm, I'm I'm just looking forward to the Gaslam fight. I think I think he uh, he walks through Gaslam. I really do. I, I think, think he walks through. I think G stole my thunder. Yeah, Pantoja and Roy Val is the only one that I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, I'm I'm really disappointed with the uh, Bellator card. So yes, I will be watching, but um, kind of like 
half interested. Mike, just get just get drunk and join my spaces. When these cards are whack, <laughs> just come in nice and lit. Come on, <laughs> go ahead, Kyra. <laughs> this shit is ass. You, we were talking big shit about that last card being terrible. This is worse. But Kyra, <laughs> like, we just got back from a two week break too, and you give us this cock out like, come on, we thirsty. You right. UFC hates their fucking fans. That's what this <laughs> But I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I might not watch any of the UFC card and just like read about someone writing articles about the fight myself. I feel like reading about it is gonna be better than actually watching the fights. Secondly, <laughs> I'm gonna I'll watch Bellator. I watch. I ain't watching the UFC. I'll read about it. I watch doing both. That, yeah, but I'll probably I'll be like it. inebriated. No, you're yeah. gonna you're, you're gonna choose to watch. All right, you're gonna choose to watch. I don't want to use the disrespectful aging dinosaurs or what Mike Mike used or what worse than those effects. You're going to watch, four, I'm pretty sure Czech Congo's 46 take on right. another aging veteran. Yeah, 46? Congo, all right, we might need to fact check He's this. He's so fine, right? y'all. We might need to fact check That this. made him even better looking. I'm a fan. He's so fine. Go ahead. He's, uh, yeah, he might, he might be. In fact, <laughs> no, I think he might be around that age because... How old is Rampage now? Rampage must be about 41 or 42. Okay, so yeah, no, you know what? I'm, right, I'm going to dip out for a bit. You you two clock while you people clock while I look at how I'm on it too. Looks. I got my computer up. All right. All right I think doing at least, at least Bellator Congo was born on May 17th, 1975. He is 46. Yeah, I told you. I told you, folks. Okay. I do wow. not spread misinformation. Check is so fine, y'all. He is hella old looking like this. Look at this hunk of love. <laughs> Go I'm all for it. Yeah. At least, <laughs> at least they aren't the number one MMA promotion on the planet putting together cards that are like C and D minus tier. If you're the number one, you can't do that. I'm sorry. You cannot. Not after a two-week break, too. Like, we just had a caca card not too long ago. What's going on? Like, like twins. They should have That's why I back said, join the spaces, get fucked up, and hit hit the chat room. That's it. I'll read about it on Bloody Elbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, that's it. Unless there aren't any other things that we've missed, or if there are any other things that we've missed. Oh, okay. We've well, we've missed we missed a pretty big one. What do you think about this back and forth between Conor McGregor and, and Daniel Cormier? Oh man, and Come Usman on. too. He went after Come Usman. On. He was gonna spark Usman. Usman told him to stop smoking rocks. I love it. <laughs> I didn't see that response. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he said, what, he said the only thing you're gonna spark is some rocks. Get out of here. But go ahead. Blatantly. Conor McGregor bored with his leg up, inebriated, because this tweet and delete kind of smacks of somebody who has sobered up when he's confronted with these tweets and like, nope, not today. But yeah, I think Daniel it's deliberate. Cormier? Yeah, I think it's deliberate. I think the tweet and delete is deliberate. I think he knows we talk about it, that we rush to his page to see stuff real quick. I don't even I think he's purposely doing that to get any type of talk and drama going like oh it's been deleted I, I swear to god he's doing it on purpose but i do think he is inebriated like mike said i've been on facebook he is getting fucked up again he's just in a cast sitting down go ahead <laughs> <laughs> but yeah daniel cormier though like i mean like all all all, all of this just because cormier um said that he thinks it's a cry for help 
basically like his, his tweet and delete things and I mean, that was kind of corny on dc's part but i wouldn't have attacked him like that like come on yeah no well i, I it's a valid point i think to to a certain extent but to go to go like to basically i, I don't know if you saw one of the tweets he was like you're he's basically called him a fat fuck pretty much he's he's like i think he said your lifestyle choices are terrible i was just like yo i was like let's not talk about lifestyle choices right i I don't necessarily and then he said oh you were the one who was uh like you said oh you you were drunk the day before blah 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 the um uh the 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 biggest fight of of the year what what have you and wasn't Connor the one who, like, I think maybe six or seven months removed from UFC 226 saying he was drinking the week of the fight? Or 229, sorry? He's been at a few press conferences lit, so I don't know why. Yeah. Remember but the no, Khabib No Fans fight, press fight, conference? Fight. Yeah, because, no, he said, he said, I'm, I'm, and I'm pretty confident in saying this, he said, like, the week of the fight, the Habib fight, he was drinking as well. Well, it showed. He got choked out. So. But it sounds like Connor was right, because you want to know what's funny? You want to know what's funny? What's Aaron Bronsteeter tweeted and deleted himself. Aaron <laughs> Bronsteeter came to the rescue. Was like, DC was drunk, but that was because he was drinking the day before against Laura Senko and performed admirably, not knowing that incriminated him like a fucking dumbass. So then he deletes the tweet. People screenshot the tweet, repost it. So then he starts going into people's DMs. Please delete that tweet. I meant to take my friends back and defend him, but it came off the wrong way. Will you please delete the tweet so people don't? Bitch, you're a journalist saying, what are you thinking? What do you, all this shows me is th- these, they're both right for what they're saying. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Connor is an attention whore. I remember we had this conversation a few months back. She was like, he needs to stop tweeting while other people are trying to have their moments, trying to steal their moments yeah. away. And I was like, and I, I was I was wrong for saying that you were wrong in that moment. Because I was like, how can he help it? If he tweets, it's going to automatically gain traction because of the amount of followers. And that is true. That is true. True. But you're, you were right. Because at the end of the day, it's still, he's waiting until right when their moment happens to tweet anyway. So and I think he's right. doing that with tweet and delete too. I think exactly. he knows it gets us talking. Like, why did he delete like, it? Like, or yeah, it's a shut game. Shut the fuck up and win. Just shut the fuck up just and win. People will like you again, Connor, if you win. It's just that simple. You can keep doing the shit that you're doing outside of you know the the cage. People are gonna ignore that. It's called cognitive dissonance, whatever you want to call it. But if he wins, then he will get the love back. And I don't know yeah. why that's not clicking with him. You know, cognitive dissonance. Yeah, yeah, I can never say that word. I don't even know if DC was that drunk. I know he downed the beer with Laura Sanko. (laughs) But uh, but but and then then he he did go and do the the media days with that. Like uh, he was he was he was put up for for interview as well. And I think he said, oh, yeah, I'm a little buzzed or whatever. But he wasn't drunk, man. Like he was still coherent. And and even if he was, who cares? I don't watch the UFC to care if if the. if DC's drunk or not at an event, I'm not even watching. Who gives a fuck? As long as DC's not drunk on that mic when I'm trying to listen to him commentate on the, on the, on the actual event, who cares? When I saw yeah. people like, it's wrong of him to do that. Y'all just want to judge. Who gives a fuck? It's not a school teacher. It's not a bus driver. It's the UFC. Let them have a drink for a show. Exactly. Fuck out of here. Like, it, was a fun, it was a fun segment as well. I was, thank I, you. I enjoyed seeing him and Laura Sanko down, down a beer. Thank like you. in the live thing. I mean, and... Ugh. I mean, Act like he was drunk for his fight against Stipe or some shit, or he was, <laughs> or he was commentating, slurring his speech. Y'all shut the fuck up. Like, nah, you know, what I mean? and then people have cocktails at work. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have business dealings over happy hour, but DC can't have a little fun. But Connor can fucking show up to a no fans um, thing with Khabib and fucking offer a Muslim man alcohol drunk. Uh, come on. 
Come on. Mm. Well, that was an extra round from the clip there, that round. Exactly, right. exactly. Well, call that shots fired extra. That wraps right. up this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wraps up this episode. We'll be back next week Yo. with uh, another cool clip. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Yeah, you know shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. yeah. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired, yeah.